in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. On November 9th, 1989, the Berlin Wall came down. To remember this date, we rebroadcast today our program about the music scene of the former GDR. So stay tuned. But first, the news. Radio Goethe Magazine. The News with Nina Paula. Berlin. Germany has doubts about the green commitment of Barack Obama. German Foreign Minister Frank-Walter Steinmeier said that he doesn't expect a radical change in the US climate policy after Obama takes over as president. Steinmeier said the world as a whole has to work more closely together to create a new Green Deal. The victory of Barack Obama has raised hopes that the US will change the approach to climate change of the Bush administration, which refused to sign the Kyoto Agreement on curbing carbon pollution. Various groups are calling for Obama to back up his Green campaign talk. Berlin. The German government's independent panel of economic advisors forecasts 0.0% growth for 2009. The group also said that the downward trend in the country's unemployment numbers will come to an end. The German automobile industry has already suffered badly under the current economic downturn. The so-called Five Wise Men called for the government to undertake an economic stimulus package as quickly as possible. Berlin. Gunther Demnig is the artist behind a controversial initiative to remember Holocaust victims. Since eight years he places stumbling stones in city streets. The stones are chopped with square brass plugs inscribed with the names and birth dates of people who were deported by the Nazis. Now a film documenting his work is showing in German cinemas. Demning has laid more than 17,000 stones and the project is still going strong. The initiative is not limited to Germany. Stones were laid even in Austria, Hungary and the Netherlands. Next year Demnig will take his project to Belgium, France and Italy. A person is only forgotten once his name is forgotten, Demnig has often said. St. Gallen, Switzerland. The future of Swiss tourism is different. Two brothers have set up their zero-star hotel in an abandoned nuclear bunker. The walls are unpainted, decorating is out of the question. But the hotel owners insist that the hotel's Cold War atmosphere is damned comfortable. The hotel offers guests a few different classes of comfort. The standard layout features original military bunk beds. The luxury booking provides plush antique Biedermeier beds. Instead of providing enough hot water for every guest, each morning a wheel of fortune determines who gets to shower first and who gets the ice-cold water leftovers. Köln. 
In many parts of Germany, 11.11 a.m. on November 11 marks the start of Carnival, even known as the fifth season. A huge and always colorful crowd in Cologne's Alter Markt Square every year starts celebrating the whole day. Particularly in the Rhineland, Carnival has been ushered in with much fanfare since the 19th century. Since the Middle Ages, the number 11 has been considered the number of sin. So from November 11, many clubs in the region begin organizing dances and comedy shows. On November 9, 1989, the border crossings opened between East and West Germany. It was unbelievable, somehow by accident, but it was the glorious end of a peaceful revolution in the former GDR. Afterwards, we all found out more about the daily life in both parts of Germany. For example, the music scene in the GDR was quite interesting and some things were going on below the surface. We in the West had no idea about. Today on Radio Goethe magazine, we look again at the music scene in the former German Democratic Republic. Hören wir etwas Eigenständiges, der Gesang der Jünglinge. West only knew about bands like Karat, Pudis or City. That was our impression of the music scene in the former German Democratic Republic. Only later we found out that there was much more, but not as official as those state-licensed bands. A couple of years after the Berlin Wall came down, Rammstein was formed. But it wasn't the first band for the members. They all had their musical experiences in the GDR. Apparently there was a huge underground music scene broiling in East Germany. The book Spannung Leistung Widerstand documents the cassette scene from 1979 to 1990. One of its members was Paul Landers, next to Flake Lorenz of Rammstein, highly involved in this music scene. Both played in several bands like the Magdalene Keibel Combo.
The members of the Magdalene Keibel combo were Paul Landers and Flake Lorenz, today members of Rammstein. Our own Radio Goethe magazine reporter Nina Paula visited Paul Landers in Berlin to find out more about those early years. How would you describe the music scene during the time of the GDR when you and Flake played together? Yeah, das war enger. Man kann, jeder kannte jeden. Und äh, was jetzt die Westler nicht kennen ist, wenn man in einer Diktatur wohnt, That was very close. Everyone knew each other. And what people in the West don't know is, in a dictatorship you all have a common enemy. And that is splendid. That may sound a bit strange, but I can just recommend it. Nothing brings you closer together than to think the government is idiotic. And they are idiotic, doing only stupid stuff. Just doing things you can only laugh about. That is today almost like that, but in the GDR it was much clearer, now it is more hidden. But that is quite pleasant. Everybody moves closer together because of this common enemy. And there was a coffee shop and a store where you met everyone in the scene. Today it's spread out, it's much more diverse. There are thousands of clubs all over the place. And before it was more compact, more private. It's now practically much more diverse. clubs and all It's more spread out, more private. There are several creative GDR bands on the CD, Spannung, Leistung, Widerstand, presenting a highly diverse music scene. We in the West just knew of Karat or Pudis. Na, im Osten gab's drei Etagen. In the East there were three levels. The top one was what you just said, the official government bands. Everyone thought they were just stupid and therefore were rejected by the youth. Then there was the middle level with bands that didn't play on TV, weren't played on the radio, but had permission to play live. In the East you needed a license to play live, like you need a driver's license. Those bands weren't adapted to the system at all, we belonged to them. And then there were the bands at the bottom, the lowest level were the punk bands that only played on private parties or at some church houses or on birthdays. They were never allowed to play officially because they didn't have a license. To get one was too stupid for them. That were the three levels in the East and just the upper one was the official. But the government knew of this scene. Why did they allow it? That were too many, they couldn't just imprison everybody. But they interrupted a lot. Everyone was watched and in many bands were members of the Stasi, the secret police. For instance, in the punk band I was in, actually I was in two, in one of them were two people that were being used as informants for the Stasi.
How was it when the wall came down? Did it all break apart? Nee, so langsam. Erstmal war diese wunderbare Anarchist. No, there was a slow process. First, there was the amazing anarchistic year in Berlin. That was unbelievable. Nobody was the spokesperson. So, I understand why there is terror in Iraq, because even here in orderly Germany was the transition from the east to the west, from one system to another, sheer chaos. Some just went into random houses, put in new locks and said, that's mine now. And no one said anything, because the East cops were too afraid and it wasn't yet the job of the West cops. In this grey zone of non-responsibility, the total anarchy was reigning. Everybody did what they wanted. It was totally crazy. People drove around with cars that weren't registered. I remember a big confusion and everything was allowed. The police was standing by helplessly on the streets, were restrained and couldn't do anything anymore. And when you were in the West and the police stopped you, you just said, I'm from the East, how should I know? In the East, they didn't listen to you when you said, I'm from the West, what do you want? That was so crazy. What did you do during this time? We had some occupied houses and tried to get some RBM jobs, some job creation program paid by the government. We supported alternative projects, did some theater. I worked at the Tacheles in Berlin. It's still today an alternative institution. Then I worked at the theater and had those two bands next to it until we realized that it was bogus. That was funny itself. We had played in the East at the border of what was legally possible, so we wouldn't get thrown into prison. And when the border to the West was gone, we found ourselves in the middle. And we were kind of just funny guys. Were you never afraid to get arrested? Wir haben immer so schweg. Mir kennst du den Soldat schweg? So ein bisschen. Wir haben immer so getan, als ob was wie. Und wenn wir so Texte hatten, die gegen den Staat waren, wir die auf Englisch gesungen. We always did it like the Soldat Schweig. We always pretended we had no idea about anything. And when we had lyrics that were against the government, we sang them in English. And when we were graded to get our playing license, we just played different songs, just covered stuff. And afterwards on stage we were able to play whatever we wanted. The recording technique of the Stasi wasn't that good either, so they never could prove what we were singing. But maybe our equipment was so bad that no one understood anything. From the perspective of a West German, the East was very restrictive, but that wasn't true. From my perspective, the East just was a big kindergarten. There was a very strict Stasi, but if you knew the tricks, that didn't matter. We were living like in Clover, but weren't really that typical either. 
There were a lot who suffered and were thrown into jail for nothing, and we just maneuvered around. Nothing happened to us. I just knew a bassist who really suffered, although he hadn't done anything. And his family had some serious problems. They tried to emigrate, but with that, you always had some stress with officials. The East had a lot of blanks, and we just lived in those. I didn't go to the army either. None of us went. We just made it possible. It wasn't that easy, but it was also not too difficult. Und so, wir haben es irgendwie geschafft. Es war jetzt auch nicht leicht, aber wir, irgendwie war es auch nicht so schwer. Wir haben auch nicht gearbeitet, also wir hatten ganz viel Geld. Als Beispiel, um mal den Osten zu verstehen, du hast äh, einen Laken dir gekauft und einen Scheuerlappen und hatte jemand einen Schnitt und dann hast du auf einer Veritas... And we didn't work, but we still had a lot of money. One example to understand the East. You bought yourself a sheet and some scouring cloth and someone had the cut for a jacket. So you sewed the cloth with a Veritas East sewing machine into the colored sheets, pink quilted, zipper and he could sell the jacket for 400 Eastmark. There was half a monthly salary. If you sewed four or five jackets a day and sold them up at the Baltic Sea, you came back with 2000 marks. In the end, you had double the money of an honest, friendly East worker without doing anything. All of us lived like that. They created jewelry or till-weaved baskets. If he wanted, he could have weaved himself a car in one or two weeks. Because there was not too much in the East, he could create something very fast. I wasn't that business-oriented, I just helped out like with a friend who printed t-shirts. We just sold those and I got my share. So it was easy to make money in an illegal way, but we were pretty relaxed doing that. It was very einfach Geld to verdienen auf illegale Weise. Und so haben wir gewohnt und wir waren praktisch da ganz entspannt. And now you're making a lot of money in a legal way. Yes, actually that is awful. 
I was doing quite well in the East, I had a lot of money compared to others. And in the West, I'm making again a lot of money. So that is awful, pretty awful. I was lucky and I'm happy about it. I imagine it must be pretty bad in the West to be without money. Therefore, I'm excited each day that we exist and that we can do such cool things and getting paid by our fans for it. That is unbelievable. Dass wir so eine coolen Sachen machen, dann noch Geld für kriegen von den Fans, das finde ich ganz unglaublich. At the end, more music of the East German underground music scene. Thanks for listening to Radio Goethe magazine and please find us online at radiogoethe.org where you can also subscribe to our podcast. I'm Arndt Peltner. Hallo, hier ist Paul von Rammstein und ihr hört Radio Goethe.
Und wenn das alles aussieht, 